Hey, everybody. Welcome to this program. Very special show today. We're doing a little debriefing from the cast and staff of Special Forces, if any of you saw that last night. Uh, we'll be out on Twitter Spaces as well. I'm looking at you all there. Rami Adelike is with us again. Uh, he has an extraordinary story, and he's one of our more uh, demanding staff members. <laughs> So describe Rami smiling. You can't see it, but I can. Check out the unexpected short film. Uh, it's got picked up as a feature film, and also the plane movie drops on January thirteenth. And we're going to talk about his new book. We've got Kijo Kijo uh, Ware as well. You got a lot of stuff to talk about, with Remy. And of course, Kate Gosling joins us, and she needs no introduction. You guys all know Kate, and we have a very special guest, Montel Jordan. Now enters the show as well. He's joining us. We're going to talk about those of us that left the program, what you didn't see, and what happened after we left. And of course, uh, Remy will offer us some thoughts on what the staff had on their mind. We'll be right here after this. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous <laughs> I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? Uh, I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. And let's bring in my guests. Let's not waste any time here. Let's bring them all in. How is everybody? Look at you guys. Oh, it's Kate and Remy first. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got the two of them at first. Uh, so I, I almost don't know how to approach the show. There's so much I want to talk to you. Hey, there's Montel. We only have Montel for a few minutes. So I want to start with Montel to begin with. But Montel, tell the audience what happened to you with your hand and what happened after you left the, the, uh, the camp. Yeah, well, I, I end up fighting the red mist. I was I was told after we we ran down the hill that if we came into something that seemed like it was uh, we assessed as a threat to attack and make sure that we attacked, and then when we were told to let up, to let up. And so I come out of this hill. I'm I think running behind Foxy or something like that. And by the time we get to the bottom of the hill, I see this big dude in this big red suit or whatever. And I attack, and apparently I don't know how to throw a good punch. So I'm throwing punches, but rather than punch with my fist balled or covered, I'm punching like this. And so literally I'm hitting over uh -oh. and over and over again and literally tore ligaments on the outside and the inside of my hand. And so uh, I tried to patch it up that day. Uh, you know, when we got back to the base, I'm trying to get a cast. I'm trying to do something to stop this little dangling motion of not having a thumb anymore. And after Ugh. the the different things that we had to do with the the cables, I'm thinking I got to have the use of my hands. And I didn't want to go see the medic, uh, but I did not have the use of my hand. And so I basically spent time in a Jordanian hospital later that night. Uh, but because I could not get proper MRIs and everything, I was medically uh, taken from the show, released from the show. And I'm sure you were as pissed as Kate and I were that uh, it, it's really it it really 
pisses you off. I, I, I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah, I, I was uh, even uh, in watching for the first time uh, with my family and friends last night. It's tough to go back and to see and to to watch. And, you mm. know, people are getting glimpsed, these seconds of moments. But I was there for 48 hours of nonstop seeing it in first person. And so when you cannot uh, determine your time to go, it wasn't a, I, I turned my number in or I cried uncle. It was literally, I, I could not go on. And that was, that was very, very frustrating, not just leave, but it was frustrating even being back home trying to determine, man, I feel like I, sh I should still be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Kate and I experienced the exact same thing. And we yeah. certainly also are very familiar with the hospital you're talking about, but we'll tell you those yes. stories in a few <laughs> minutes, but, but Kate, your reaction to this. I feel exactly the way Montel felt. I mean, I still feel pissed that I got on day one. Um, I, I mean, physically I, I am amazed that anyone made it through at this point. Um, I certainly wasn't physically where I wish I would have been, but at the same time, um, just watching the rest of that episode and what I missed just there, I'm so pissed still. I still yeah. am. Yeah. And, and I, I texted you I, again, we were all together texting and on, on uh, WhatsApp and stuff last night. And, and two things jumped out at me. One was we didn't get to see you getting so upset that you had to leave. We just saw the ambulance and you were just sort of taken away. And uh, I, I really admired how you, how you felt. I, and I, I, I fighting to stay. And then I, I get it. I get how that felt. I felt the same way. And, and they my, didn't show my, my scene where I started crying. I started crying when, the, oh. when I heard the, su the suffering that the paying the man, I'll get you, Rami. It's soon enough. Talk about that. <laughs> but I heard them out there suffering and I started crying because I thought I, I should be there. Oh. I should be with everybody. You know, and it just, it just, yeah, you know what that means, what that felt like. Uh, and we'll, we'll tell the hospital story later, but Kate, you, a couple things <laughs> last night. We also, I don't know if Montel, if you had this experience, but the fact that we didn't have the other guys with us watching the show made watching it almost more traumatic than being there. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would agree. I, I had a house full of family and friends that were, that were tuned in and it was crazy because I'm watching it for the first time, and I don't know if you guys had this, but I'm literally having an out-of-body experience because everything yeah, that yeah. I watched and experienced was in first person, and now I'm outside of me watching me do things. And mm -hmm. from that standpoint, it was the people in my house, like when when Nastia made it across, the, the house exploded with, with mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> or when somebody fell and hit the water, you know, so Kate, when you hit the water a certain way, the whole house went, oh, like it was like yeah, this. Yeah. Re it, it really, yeah. it wasn't, it was not passive television. It wasn't, it wasn't no. passive. It was very, very uh, uh, interactive. Interactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we our yeah, house same. was full of people too. We had the exact same reaction when Kate f fell in, and and I I remember us sitting on the deck going, "Oh my God, the, uh, she got hurt." M remember that on Mon and and by the way, Montel. Oh really? But go ahead. Oh yeah, we were all like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no!" But we but see, Remy only, and his I team. Had, you know what you don't know is Remy and his team had already screamed at us for having any reaction to the diving, <laughs> telling us that it wasn't a circus. It wasn't a circus, and we needed to come to. <laughs> We needed, and we needed, we needed military. What's the word that uh, um, military? Was, bearing, you guys military were using? bearing. 
You said bearing, but uh, there was another word that Kate and I were trying to think of the next day. Uh, and and it was like decorum. It. it was, yeah, I can't think of it. It was such, it was so such an obscure you did word. You eventually think of it. But we used yes, that I'll, I'll think of it when we remembered it. I'll, I'll think of it again. But, but Montel, uh, I, I want to put shine a little light on this before I have to let you go. Uh, in a di they made a uh, they properly told Kate's story and her fear of heights and water, but I felt like they didn't give you Montel your due. I I was so impressed when you dove out of the helicopter because I know you're very afraid of heights and you really are not a swimmer. And you came back Correct. and you whispered to somebody next to you, Montel. You said, "I did that for my kids and my grandkids," and I I was just <laughs> so moved by that. And I, I, they missed that moment. There's things like that that got missed, but Montel just hats off to you, man. That, that was a moment. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I, you know what? I, I have to be at peace with me being there and recognizing that, uh, I think the way a friend shared it with me earlier today was that, um, I, I can't let I can't let other people define what my experience was there. I can't, other people can't understand what 120 degree heat feels like yeah. running through the desert. That was, they, you, it, yes. you couldn't get that from TV. You, yep. you can't, you could not, yeah, you couldn't pick that up. Yeah. Uh, and so, yep. and so literally it was a, um, how the story is told from 16 people being eliminated. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have liked to see myself leave differently or allow the story to be told differently. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I understand that they have to be able to make one make good TV, and I think they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then at the yeah. same breath, just know that what my story was for me, it'll have to be opportunities like this for people to be able to mm -hmm. get the behind the scenes of what the cameras may not have caught. But even you, Drew, saying that. You know, that you remember me saying that that oh, yeah. is the type of things that yeah. I want the world to be able to to know what's happening there, whether the cameras yeah. caught it or not. No, I, 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 I want to jump in real, real quick because I want to jump in before Montel has to go because I was listening in on Montel's mirror room and I, I heard it and I was like, man, this story is going to blow. It's going to bless so many people. And it, it didn't make it in. So Montel, if you can, you know, you know what you said, the story of why you came, share it so the world can hear what you said, or at least get a, a piece of what you said um, before you jump off. Yeah, and I uh, want to add to that too. Sorry, Montel, I would like to also add that I didn't necessarily, Drew told me that you said that, but you were sitting next to me and when you came out, you were so in your head. I, I recognized, whoa, something's going on there. I didn't realize you were not a swimmer and you were also afraid of heights. But I looked over at you and you were you like crawled into your shell. And I knew then he did not do this for himself. Like something's going on there. And because for a like you just looked down and were like completely withdrawn into yourself. Yeah, I remember like that. I remember trying that. to rejuvenate that. yourself. Do you remember that? And I remember looking at him like, yeah, I do. is I he okay? Is he in or is something else going on there? Like you were like mm. trying to like pull yourself back out. I saw that it was a huge deal for you. Huge. So thank yes, you, thank you, you for tell, the, tell, us, tell us what you said in the interrogation. Yeah. I want to hear this. What'd you say? All right, so so what I said in the interrogation is actually the same thing that I said when I was running on my way to get on the helicopter. 
uh, before you got on the helicopter, you had to run through the desert, probably the eighth or quarter of a mile, whatever, to get to that place. And me being afraid of heights, me not being a swimmer, all those things, I'm having conversation with myself, the, the same thing that I said before the DS. Uh, and I said um, that I am here uh, because um, I am a pastor that has been uh, called to lead people in the face of their biggest fears, uh, people that are facing cancer, people that are facing divorce, people that are facing their worst fears. Uh, and when those things come, they can't turn and run. They have to wow. face those things head on. And so in order for me to be able to not just uh, empathize with them, or I mean, not just be sympathy feel sympathetic mm -hmm. for them or apathetic, I need to be able to feel the empathy of feeling what they feel. And so in order yeah. for, them, for me to lead people through their most difficult times, I need to face my most difficult times. So I'm doing this for my grandson. I'm doing this for my, you know, for, for them to be able to look and say, in the face of fear, Big Papa said, I'm going to do it anyway. I'll do it scared. I'll do it afraid because that's what a leader is supposed to do. And so that's Amen. what I said in my interrogation. And that's what I said on my way to the helicopter. That's what I said before climbing up the mountain or before scaling across the cables. Uh, let me say this really quickly, Remy, because how they did, uh, you, you guys were students. Not only were you our teachers and our DS, but you were students because you studied us to be yeah. able to know oh, what yeah. those fears oh, were yeah. to be able to push us. Mm -hmm. Because before mm -hmm. I went up on that mountain, you called me up. And and I stood before yeah. you before I went up on that on that yeah. whatever three hundred foot cable, and you you started uh, speaking to me in a language that that I understand. Yeah. You you under, you started saying some scripture things to me, and I was yeah. like, "Yo, this, this dude wow. knows who I am." Like he studied <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. You, you knew the yeah. right things to I, say, I, and so I figured if, if you yeah. guys did that for everybody. Um, then they all probably had some pretty good moments before do, doing do you what they two, needed to do. Do you two know that Remy was an intelligence officer in addition to everything else? So <laughs> no. He, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. We'll get wow. into that in a minute. I'll have him review his story. Yeah. This dude, That's I you guys don't know his story. You guys don't, I know his story. You need to, we're, I'm going to make him review it a little bit because it's so impressive, but part of it is becoming an intelligence officer. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, now I get it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so, but until I promise you out by quarter after, so I will get, I will say goodbye to you. It's great to see you, my friend. And uh, hopefully you'll gather with us yeah. soon here in Southern California. We'll have a chance to meet up with you, my friend. I appreciate yeah. that. And, oh, and hey, and, uh, and, thank you. Yeah. Where do you want people to go? Give all your, give all your plugs right now. Oh, basically anybody wants to find me can find me at Masterpiece Church. Uh, we have our, my wife and I, we do a house church, which is a phenomenal thing for people who can't go to a local church for whatever reasons. And it's Sunday nights uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or anything else is at Montel and Kristen, M-O-N-T-E-L-L-A-N-D-K-R-I-S-T-I-N. That's for IG. That's for subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, Twitter. Everything is Montel and Kristen. Website also that also Masterpiece Church. Go ahead. That is correct. Masterpiecechurch.com. Montel, I have one last question. Did you yes, get Kate. Popeye's one good time? 
<laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you That's remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. Just gotta hit like, I just got to do it one more time. Got to hit Popeyes one, one good time. One just got to hit Popeyes one good time. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you guys, Kate. You are you are wonderful. Thank you guys. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you, Drew. I'll Thank see you, you Montel. All right, right bye bye. All right, man. See you. All right, brother. And, Love uh, you. Uh, and Remy, it's interesting to me that you guys sort of picked Montel out uh, as an extraordinary person. The way we, the behind the scenes stuff, we see you, the staff talking. Yeah. It's, I, I bet you guys were not happy when he had to go. Yeah, we were all really upset because, uh, you know, just same with Kate, same with, you know, we hate to see, same with you, we hate to see people have to go for medical reasons, you know, because yeah. um, it's, it's, it's just, it just stops the it process. Sucks. But at the same time, yeah, you know, like I, I've tried to tell everybody, you know, why do you, well, ask everybody first, why do you come to the course? And when they say why they came to the course, it's like, you know, that's your win. Your win is coming here, mm-hmm. you know, realizing what you need to work on, beginning the steps towards working on that, whatever that may be. And that's the win. It's not getting to the end, but it's still for us, it's still sad to see people go prematurely. Um yeah. And we, we had an, we had sort of an unexpected win. Well, I had two wins personally. One was, I was just thrilled all day long. I thought, this is just awesome. This is amazing to go through this. And then yeah. all of a sudden I was out of my head. I didn't know what was going on, but, but we, but the, the other thing was the, the friends we walked away with the relationships and stuff. That yeah. was a big unexpected. And, he, and it didn't Definitely. matter how long we were in there. This is the odd thing. We all got bonded up. Even if we were there for a few hours, it's very odd. Yeah. And you know what? And Kate yeah. kind of pointed it out it didn't get on tv there's a lot of stuff didn't get on oh, tv no, that, didn't. that were sort of poignant yeah she knows what i'm talking about we were at lunch after you guys blew us up and ran yeah. us through the desert and everything and we were sort of <laughs> all stunned walking through lunch walking through lunch quietly and kate kate's voice she looks up and she goes guys look at us they have changed us already and we all were like, oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh, she's yeah, so awesome. right. Yeah, that was like four <laughs> it, it hours was, in. So <laughs> it, it was it was yeah. four, it was four hours in. But I just had this feeling pressing down on me all of a sudden, like we already felt like this integrated group that knew each other forever, yeah. weirdly. And I just had to say it out loud and nobody disagreed. It was and, and it was really kind of strange to like I was like, really, like four hours in. Yes. Four hours in, I completely yeah, felt yeah. different. Like the sand no longer bothered me, which I thought was going to be this huge issue. The heat, okay, it wasn't great, but it was like, we deal with it. Like the, all these different factors already like made me feel different. And I thought if we did this in four hours, what is, you know, four days, eight days going to look like? I wish yeah, I could have seen Yeah. And that's the thing about suffering, you know, with suffering, it, and when you suffer as a community, it just mm-hmm. it just strengthens the bond, you know, and that's same thing in seriously. Like, all the guys that I suffered with, like we are bonded to this day. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. an unbreakable bond when you have a shared suffering. That's it's something that you know it's hard to explain until you've experienced it. Like you all have mm-hmm. experienced mm-hmm. it. You know, even if it was suffering for a few hours together, you were able to bear your soul to each other and confide in each mm-hmm. other and just and just be authentic. And I think that that's mm-hmm. why it creates such a strong bond is because mm-hmm. there's a there's a level of authenticity that comes out of each person in the midst of adversity. 
and 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 that vulnerability that that kind of brings everyone together in a permanent way, in my opinion. So, um, but on it's that like, note, Kate, I, I was able to walk you into your mirror room as well. So I heard your story, and the hard thing about you know the show because again, we, everyone has to remember the cameras are rolling twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You know, there's yep. only going to be, you know, 10 hours of episode on TV. So that's not even, that's yep. just a fraction of a, of a day of filming. But, you know, your, yeah. you know, your mirror room wasn't able to uh, make it in either. Um, but I'd like for you to share a bit of what you shared in your mirror, because, again, one of the reasons why I decided to sign on to the show and do the show was because I love that it was a, a show that can watch see themselves in you all the recruits and then receive some form of healing or yeah. you know uh, some yeah. ideas mm-hmm. on how to get through what they're going through and you shared a lot of amazing stuff as it relates to your past and and why you came so if you don't mind you know just for the world you know didn't get a chance to see that mirror room you know if you could share a bit if you're open to that um yeah if i i mean i remember i kind of I think since then, even I've had even more feelings, but I think the main gist of it was, um, you know, I've done a a lot of TV. Um, I, uh, I used to be really physically fit and a go-getter and really motivated and whatever. And I think one of the main things that I discovered was that I've become complacent and I'm sort of letting myself go Well, you're getting older or whatever. And, um, even since then, since coming Back from the show, I'm back at the gym. I'm running not a ton of miles, not marathons again, but I have prioritized my, you know, so many parents, moms just focus on their kids and what your kids need. And um, I forgot, like, I'm a person too, and I need to get back in the gym. You know, physical fitness to me equals mental fitness, and all of those go so hand in hand. And um, I felt like when I went in, my brain would be able to carry me through the physical parts. And I was horribly horrified, even just watching last night. Like I was so out of shape. It's horrifying. And I mean, I used to be more fit than any, um, I mean, my kids would say, you know, mom, like you're the most fit mom. My kids are sitting here nodding. They're listening. You're the most fit mom, you know, in our class. Like I was really proud of that. Like I could do anything. I ran 10 miles every day. It wasn't a big deal. I could keep up with my kids and I let myself go. So I, I've held myself accountable since coming back. I've lost 15 pounds. I'm, you know, better awesome, for it. Awesome. And I'm, I'm continuing because I was horrified. I once thought that, you know, my physical strength was up there. Now, I wish I could have stayed longer to test because I, I am mentally strong. I mean, I had sex tuplets where, you know, a lot of that laying on bed rest for 24 weeks. If you tell your brain, look, I'm done, you'll go into labor. I mean, it's just done. I had to talk out loud to myself every day, not today. Every morning I would wake up and I would out loud say, nope, today is not the day. Knowing that I would never get them to a safe place to be born where they weren't premature. I know that's where I learned that your, your brain will respond to what you tell it. You tell it, you know, I'm tired. I can't work out today. You're going to be tired. You can't work out. It's saying, no, go. I, I've adopted a saying, something's better than nothing. Show up at the gym. Yeah. Something is better than nothing. And I'm be- yeah. getting back to that because I used to be a really crazy psychotic ma- you know, runner where I'd say, um, I can't feel, you know, my legs are burning. I don't care. Run to that tree. I don't want to do it. Yeah. 
And that's how I used to operate. Sounds a lot like you, right, Remy? And, um, you know, the truth (laughs) is I I used to be that way for myself and I let that go. And so I'm thankful for this wake up call for me to say, nope, it's time. Get moving. And um, so that was really that was uh, that was a reminds me also one of the headlines of this show, which is that women, women are freaking tough. They're so tough. You guys are so tough. And, you know, I think Susan, I have feeling Susan's over there crying because she had triplets and the whole thing. Yeah, I I didn't have six though. Yeah, but women are freaking tough. And, you know, people that I come going in, there were a couple of people I was like, I wonder how she's going to do it. Like, no no problem. She is just tough. I know. And, and, uh, you know, that's one of the headlines from the show show for me. But, um, yeah. Just to put a little uh, highlight on your, you know, self-care and stuff. Uh, I, I found myself doing sort of the same thing. And, and, and also in my head is, you know, just one more, just one more. You can always do one more, which is you guys. You're in my head. <laughs> You're in my the, you, Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, it, but but a friend of mine, Peter Atia, who's, uh, those of you that know him, he's a, he's a longevity specialist. And I was had dinner with him a couple weeks ago, and I was sort of quizzing him about longevity. I was like, "What about metformin? What about this? What about this dietary thing?" And he lo- finally looked at me. and He goes, "Vigorous exercise. Vigorous exercise is what contributes to longevity. Yeah. That's it. Vigorous exercise." Yeah. And I thought, yeah. "God, he's just right. Uh-huh. He is right." And that's a, yeah. an important yeah. message of this whole thing. Yeah. And it's crazy how much it makes you. It, it makes you feel better. Like it's amazing how you know the studies that yep. say that you know so many times a week work out is equal to an antidepressant like it literally wakes me up and i forgot that i forgot because i had done it consistently for so many years and then you kind of stop covid and all that you slow down and you 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 start realizing like i feel like crap i look like crap like and once you 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 know kind of click into that again i'm like oh yes okay this is it and so i've just committed to and i'm thankful for the show for a million reasons but that is one of them it was a wake-up call of you know, um, you can't fake it till you make it when you're out of physical shape. Like you've just got to do the work yeah. and get in there and do it. And yeah. I've loved that, that voice that sounds a lot like Remy and the other staff saying, um, <laughs> one more lap, one, two, I did it today. I was yeah. like, one more lap just because this is what I do to myself in my head. And I'm like, yeah. well, I've one done more. all I want to run yeah. no more lap because yeah. you can, well, I can't, yes, you can do it. Yeah. It's, and that head Always is back. One more. That's back. And I, and I love that. Hey Kate, yeah. hey Kate, you know what you know can motivate you too? You can imagine that um, that that shark is biting your leg off. <laughs> yeah, Remy. <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that in the one preview, and I was like, I didn't hear you say that in real life. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I was probably just too busy. I was like, oh my gosh, that is the best line. <laughs> I didn't even think of sharks. Yeah. Remy, I've just realized uh, you, I owe you a little bit of an explanation too. I did not come back to do the mirror room interview. I was offered it. And it, to me, it felt like I was, yeah, yeah. I, it was so unfortunate that I was just out. It felt like television to come back. You know what I mean? It didn't feel authentic yeah, yeah, to me. It was yeah. like, God, it happened to me. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It just sucked. And I, I really had nothing well, to say well, about it. Well, share what you would have shared Share what you would have shared yeah. if, if that situation didn't happen. Like, because, it, again, well, I mean, what would you have asked me? What, you, what would you have asked me? We, we would have, well, we, how, do, how do you think you're doing so far? That would have probably been the first question. And then the second question yeah. would have been, why are you here? You know, but uh, now, yeah. granted, you have to put yourself in the mindset of, 
I'm tired. I'm beaten down. <laughs> you know. I no, no, I know, I, I know. Like, yeah, that's just, there is that. That's true. You get kind of that way. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. you know, I would have said what I said before is I I when I'm pushing back the clock and uh, and I ran right into it because I blinked and I'm pissed. I I should have known better. I should have yeah. watched my fluids. I should have been on top of that. And I'm, it's, yeah. it's nobody to blame but me. You know what I mean? And, and I was preoccupied with a lot of other stuff. But, uh, granted. But I, I should have known better. And I was, I just, I blinked and I'm just furious about that. And how do I think I was doing? When I got out of the, when I, when I got out of the tank, the, the Red Sea and climbed up and, you know, you asked you, how'd you think, do you remember telling me how, when you, you always ask, how do you think you did on that jump? And I was like, well, you know, yeah. I kind of backflow. I mean, and you looked at me, go, you essentially said, shut up. It was a perfect dive. And then sit down. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, yeah. this is fan, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, uh, and, yeah. and, and th those moments. So I, I, although I was, it was hard, I was completely into it. I was ready to go. I, I, mm -hmm. I was just completely into it all day long. It's just the greatest thing. And, and as I said, yeah, in one of the interviews, I felt more, of more alive. I was gonna say, what you know, you, why, like, why did you come it, to? I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know that there was something I wanted to get out of it. I wanted to shine a light on what you guys did and, and put myself in that position mm -hmm. to show how mm -hmm. extraordinary it is what you guys do. Mm -hmm. But, but I ended up wanting just to be with my peers. I just wanted to suffer with my yeah. peers. That's all I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to get out of it. I mean, especially when I was sitting yeah. in that damn medical office, hearing everybody paying the man, I just started crying. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I, it, it, I couldn't stand yeah. it. And, and so yeah. that experience, I guess, maybe put more of a light on it for me is I, I wanted to be there suffering with my peers and, and support them and, mm -hmm. and get as far as I could, whatever that meant. And I just ran right into, you know, misery. And uh, Kate and I had a whole experience in the hospital. We'll tell you about if you also, want to hear about it. You have to talk about yeah, and how you ended up in the hospital. Okay, in in, in a second, there, there's one other thing I want to say, and that the the next day, you know, Kate and I left the hospital together. We were in ICU beds next to each other. And, and we left wow. the hospital the next day together, mostly because we demanded to get out, both of us. You know, she's an RN, yes. I'm a physician. Thing, yeah. Things got very scary in that hospital for us. Yes. And so we were like, yeah, we yeah. are out. We are getting out of here. Um, and uh, and she told me she told me a story about something you did that really stuck with me. Uh, do, you know, do you know what that story was where Remy took his glasses off and spoke to you? Do you remember yes, that, Kate, that story? Yes, it. Do you want to, I'll let, yeah. I'll let you tell it. Like, well, Remy, you were the one that said, look, um, we're withdrawing you. And remember, um, you know, I cried and I said, no, please, I'm not done. And um, I think the thing that I really hung on to and I really appreciate you for is the fact that you said, you actually like took your glasses off and you were like, Kate, are you going to be a Navy SEAL? Like, is that what you want to do with your life? And I was like, yeah. and I was like, it's the best. well, it's no. The best. And he goes, right. So you're yeah. never going to do this. You've got to, you've got to be healthy for them. Like we really can't take yeah. a chance on this. And I was like, I know, but yeah. I really wanted to finish. I really, and you were like, okay, finishing is great. But the truth is you've already won exactly what you said earlier. You, you exactly. did the scariest. And that's when I realized that you did research on us, because you knew that this yeah. was like, the thing that I said I was most afraid of. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you're actually right. And in all the future days, like even just laying in the hospital where I was thinking about how it really sucks that I'm here after day one, like how horrifying and embarrassing I went back to your words of saying, but like you conquered like your biggest thing. You came here and said yeah. a jump from a helicopter into water 
was the top of the line because I had watched a few seasons of the British version. So that's the thing that kept taunting me the worst, thinking, crap, if we've got to do that, I just don't know. And um, I did it. I did it because I knew I was not going to show up on day one and be like, I'm not doing that. I remember coming around the corner in the helicopter circle that we made. And I remember freaking out. And this gives me chills to this day because I at some point shut my brain down and said, I have news. You're doing this. So you can turn everything else off because we'll be doing this. Do you know that is the first time it gives me chills? First time in my life that I actually was able to get a hold of myself in my greatest fears and say, bar none, this is happening. And after that, I did not question myself because I, my brain had given me orders and I did it. And that's what actually makes me upset to think, what else could I have tried? Because I'll look at that wire Mm. crossing and think, Never in a million years, but I also said never in a million years to the helicopter originally. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, I, here's, I here's appreciate what I need. you saying. Yeah, I, thought, I just thought it was such a great moment. I, I it's it, when you it when was. you when you and I were eating crust, we, we were eating coffee and we were in that the little coffee shop goods. together. Remember that? Yeah, the horrible mm-hmm. baby thing. And you told me that story, and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to leave me th- this story because it was just such no. a, the right thing to say to somebody. Yes, those, it was. And, it, was just, I exa- it. it was just exactly right. And I thought, wow, what a crazy experience we've had, and how how yeah. you know it, how you guys know so clearly what to do in these moments. And also yeah, how human Remy is, was sorry. suddenly. Well, Remy, you became human thing? in that moment to me. He, yeah, yeah. Remy yeah, became yeah. human to me in that moment. Like, you know, you're yeah. staff and scary as you be, and you are. Um, <laughs> words. But like when you took your glasses off and you were talking to me like a real person, that meant like a, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, but he knew yeah, when yeah, to do that. that. that That's the extraordinary yeah, thing. That comes from, yeah, because to us, I don't see this as a TV show. I would not have done no. it if it was TV, if it was entertainment. Right, me either. Like, you know, the reason why I signed up for it in the UK, because I worked on a UK version before this, and then the UK version got picked up to be what it is now, is because when I watched it, I was like, this is real. And mm-hmm. my whole life after I turned, what, 28 was, that's when I decided life is no longer about me anymore. It's about how can I use everything I have to be a blessing to other people. And when I saw that that's what this show was about, it was about using my, not exploiting being a Navy SEAL, not, you know, showing, hey, look at me, I'm a SEAL, but being able to around my life experiences to give to other people. That's when I was like, okay, if you guys are going to let me do that on this show, mm-hmm. then I'm in. You know, and, and, and you know, yeah. you're, you're a human being. Dr. Drew's a human being. I mean, at the end of the day, put the SEAL stuff aside, the TV stuff, camera, we're all human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's why how we try to deal with everyone in the realest, rawest form, uh, because it isn't about the cameras for us. It's, it's not, no. you know, it's, it's about the people. So I, I want yeah, to take a quick break. Yeah, that was the easiest part for me. Oh. What, what was that, Kate, the easiest part? I just said that was the easiest part for me because everyone was like, this is a TV show, my show, a reality show. I never noticed the cameras from day one. And they always said that is so rare. Like I'd be raving like a lunatic and whirl around and the kid I was right. And I go, oh, like shocked that he was there. So for me, I wanted it to be real as well. And I knew I'd be able to yeah. like some people aren't able to forget cameras are there. You got me as real as could be. And I was appreciative that the show when I showed up actually, like you said, was real it was real it was yeah. like the cameras were yeah. like a hundred the list of our concerns 
And let yeah, me remind people you can follow Kate Kate on Twitter at Kate plus my eight with the, the number eight at the end. And the website is caseplusmy8.com. Uh, I'm going to take a little break. When we get back, here's what I want to do. I want, Ramey, you to tell us about your current projects. Then I want yeah. you to sketch your your story, because I don't think Kate knows your story, if you don't mind sketching yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And then Kate and I, then I think Susan has some questions. I, I can feel her over there. So she's, she's got, <laughs> she got into this show yesterday. Uh, and then Kate, and then Kate, you and I are going to tell our story of, of terror in the hospital, which was extraordinary. Yeah. We'll be right back. For a long time, I've been talking about the holy grail of skincare, Genucel, and the amazing results that both Susan and I have seen. I'm a big fan of Genucel's Silky Smooth XV. It's a moisturizer soaked right into my skin instantly, and with its immediate effects, I saw fine lines and wrinkles visibly disappear within 12 hours. Susan loves Genucel's vitamin C serum, infused with the purest vitamin C, absorbs to the deepest layer of the skin thanks to Genucel's proprietary skincare technology. I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to Genucel, I was so happy because it's so affordable and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time, and I'm so excited because it's actually working. And right now, Genucel has bundled my favorite products and Susan's for you to try today for up to 60% off retail pricing. That's right. Save up to 60% on my favorite Genucel products today. Just go to genucel.com slash Drew to see what's in our bundles and receive an extra 10% off at checkout when you enroll in their personal concierge at checkout. That again is genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash D-R-E-W. My guest is Philip Patrick. He is a precious metal specialist, trains at University of Redlands. He has spent years as a wealth manager at Citigroup. And his current position is with Birch Gold Group. So gold has always been uh, somewhat of a safe haven, particularly in times of great turmoil, uh, much like our present moment, I imagine. Gold has always traditionally been a safe haven asset. Gold specifically has, has always been about wealth preservation, right? Gold has always held its buying power. You can look at as far back as you'd like in history. In biblical times, one ounce of gold would buy somebody 400 loaves of bread. And today it does the same thing. So it's a store of value. But I would say in times like this, as you mentioned, it's particularly important when you're dealing with things like 40-year high inflation, uh, you know, the air that's coming out of a stock market bubble. These times in particular tend to drive gold and silver up quite significantly. If things are different, the solution needs to be different as well. So I encourage everyone to get informed. And we have a lot of good information here to help your listeners. Just a reminder, I am not a financial advisor and I do not give out financial advice nor investing advice. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out now. Visit birchgold.com slash Drew and secure your future with gold. Do it now. Whoops, sorry. Back with Remy Dedelike and Kate Gosling. And uh, guys, uh, just got a note from Fox during that break. Uh, congratulations. It was the number one new series for mid-season and uh, 14 million viewers. Yes. So, uh, wow. Bravo. That's awesome. Let's keep it. Keep it going. I'm not yeah. surprised. Uh, uh, so, Remy, what are you working on now? Where can people find you? Tell us about the project. Susan, you had some questions about the organ transplant, about trafficking and stuff too, right? 
No. Well, I made a joke, but um, <laughs> about <laughs> going into the hospital and well, that's maybe that, we'll having get to an that. organ removed. We'll get to that. We'll um, get to but that. I want you to talk about Jamie Lynn. Okay, how she came into all right, play all right. here. First, let, let's have uh, Remy talk about what he's doing now, where they, where we could find you, what your what your projects are. Yeah. So Kate I. Right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kate. We got a. I got a mission for you. You have what? A mission. I got a mission for you. We're going to go on a mission again. I got a film coming out next week, uh, Plane. Uh, so that's, that hits theaters next week with uh, Gerard Butler, Mike Coulter, and a few other great actors. Wow. Um, so that, Congratulations. Wow, that's going to be a thank you. Thank you. They actually played the trailer during, uh, during the show last night. Um, they played the uh, wow. uh, trailers oh. for Plane. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that movie comes that. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The group, so that, the group was all together time. texting. Remy. Oh, okay, probably texting during the commercials. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Remy, is, yeah. is that I mean, the I one? Got... That's the one from Lionsgate that's coming out on January thirteenth. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. If you want, yeah, I actually your your team sent me a thirty second clip. If you want me to play it real quick. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, play, right, I'll play it right now. Is that the one with me in it, or is that the one? I'm actually not sure. It's the 30 second clip that your okay. team sent. So it's from playing. You can, you can tell us about it after we watch it. Like, like a real, yeah. like a real talk yeah. show. Here we go. Hey, my, my screen is frozen up. Make sure I can see it. Cutting right through the top of the storm. Mayday, mayday, mayday. We've gone down on an island. This is an emergency. My passengers move. My responsibility. I gotta go after them. You're gonna need this. Clock is ticking. Let's go! Gerard Butler in plane, only in theaters, January 13th, rated R. That is incredible, yeah. dude. Is that you with a gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't yeah, see well, it, guys. Oh, uh, so sorry. Her free her screen <laughs> froze. We'll send it to you. No, my screen is frozen up. Yeah, that actually happened to me a few seconds ago. My screen froze too, but um. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's actually the trailer that they played last night during the uh, thing. But I, Brad should have sent you a clip of a, one of my scenes from the film. If he didn't, I'll get you that for next time. But that film drops out next week on with Lionsgate, and then um, the the film that I came on last time to talk about, uh, the unexpected, that got picked up to be a feature film. We just closed on financing for that. We're going into casting in the next two weeks. I'm directing that film. We got we're gonna have some major stars in that, and that's gonna be a cool uh thriller but it's really going to build upon what what you all saw on saw in a short film as a sequel um, that's awesome and uh and yeah yeah thank you thank you you know what the plane reminds me of um that whatever happened to mh370 yeah a little bit. i always had like yeah. fantasies that that's what happened yep that's that's yeah. why people will be oh, interested i in can't it. wait to see it <laughs> yeah 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 and, and so what's are you our gonna mission? do any more yeah, <laughs> what's the mission? What's that? What's that? He's kidding. I hope she wants to know what our mission is. He's got to think about it. He was just kidding. Is there? Are, are yeah, you going to be on any uh, further for future episodes of Special Forces? Do you think? Uh, you know, you know, if it gets picked up for a season two, then uh, then yeah, we'll have some talks and see how it works out. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Excellent. we get it. It's all. It's Excellent. all. As you know, it's all about ratings. It's all about ratings. If the ratings hold. Absolutely. Yeah. 
you know, I'm open. And, and, you know, there's so much for us to talk about with the staffs. It's what I keep saying. We need to do a reunion show with all of us. We can talk about all the stuff that didn't get on camera, what you guys were thinking, what we were thinking. Like, like for, for me, for Ramey, it's interesting. Um, if you remember Kate, when we were first in the parade courtyard, uh, we had mm-hmm. a lot from Rudy that day, right? A lot. Rudy was telling us what was going to happen, who he mm-hmm. is. We introduced everybody. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember, um, I'm laughing because I had such a reaction to it. For some reason, you saw something, Remy saw something, and he, he kind of pushed, he kind of went, you know, he sort of, if you see me pushing a little aside to Rudy, like, hey, hey, let me step up. And he stepped up, and I just had this huge reaction. I just went, that guy. I, I want to listen to that guy and whatever that guy's got to say. I, I, and you started and you, and he goes, now hold still, you know, hold still, you know, stand straight. And I forget what you said next, but all of a sudden you go, Hey, I see a lot of squirming around out there. Stand still. And it just cut. Uh-huh. Well, what happened was, and, so, so what happened was with that, they cut so much as you know, cause you all know that parade square was a lot longer than what, than what it was. Oh yeah. Said it made out to be oh, yeah. And people kept moving for like 10 minutes, whether it was a fly, <laughs> whether it was like, you know, somebody scratching Man, rookie themselves mistake. Over their hair. Yeah. Rookie yeah. mistakes so is I, all I'm going to say. So I, yeah. So I finally said to myself, okay, I got to get involved here because I need to bring them all down to reality to realize where they are. They're not in, you know, their world anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I was let me ask so this. mad about I that because I was like, have you not seen one episode of any other of the British version? You don't move. I was so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I, I knew what military decorum was. I thought you got, and, and maybe I wasn't still enough, I thought. Move. But but the interesting thing, did you have planned for the water dunk at that point? Because we we hadn't seen it. We didn't know what that was. You were all of a sudden no. in the water, like water, where's that? But But did you have that, was that pre-planned that that was going to happen right then? Remy? No, no. You, you, the reality is, we don't really plan anything. Like, like it's uh, we don't script out, plan out anything. It was all interesting. like you, you guys drive wow. the script. Like we are just reacting off of what you do. We know, we know that the dip tanks there. We know that they're staying everywhere. We know we got logs in the corner. We know we got monkey bars. We we got all all the tools that we need to make you all feel pain. We have them at our disposal. It's how you respond and what you do. If you do what you're supposed to do, then we'll have the brief. You go into your tent, change. We already got the shocking arm from the, which was another thing that was cut out because you all know that after you got off the train, there was a lot that happened uh, between the train and between that parade square. But that was oh, all yeah. cut out as well. So. So for us, it's not about we have this plan. We're going to do this. We don't really know what we're going to do. We're going to we we have we have our our standards, and if you operate within those standards, then we move on to the next thing. If you don't operate within those standards, then you got to pay the man, and that's what that. That was pretty much an introduction to paying the man that wasn't playing. <laughs> Interesting. Then, then if Interesting. you. If you don't pre-plan it, we didn't see a whole lot of talking amongst you. So how, like, like whoever has the floor amongst you at that time kind of runs that next thing? Or like, do you know what I'm saying? It's, we didn't see a whole yeah, lot of... It's, yeah, for us, it's in special operations. The, the, the cool thing about special operations, whether you're a British, 
American, American SEALs, American Delta, American whatever, we all are, a lot of what we, we, we have gotten from our special operations community, a lot of it comes from the SAS, right? And, but then there's a lot of things that the SAS takes from us. So we have like this, it's weird. We gain this ability to read and react off of each other. Yeah. Like we I learn that in training. Yeah. And then when we yeah. go overseas, you know, it's just automatic. Like I can embed with a British yeah. SAS unit because our tactics are pretty much similar. We'll be able to read and react. We know when, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm laying down cover fire. I don't have to tell you to move. You know, you already hear me laying down okay. cover fire. You're going to move. It's all of these standards that are beaten to us over the course of years to the point where I can, you know, even when I did the first season with, with the UK guys and, and, and Britain, um, afterwards, the recruits were like, I would have thought that you guys knew each other from somewhere because you guys worked so well together. Uh, it's just like, no, yeah, it's this, yeah. it's this, so, this, this suffering. It's like an orchestra. So it's like yeah. innate, like you talk because you didn't need to talk like they knew like we were moving what was coming next what was like like that that's interesting wow yeah well, if you remember yeah, kate, remember kate the, uh, the, after yeah. ramey threw us in the tank the british guys kind of the ones that stepped forward and said all right into the sand right remember right it was, it was sort of a oh, there was, right. it's, it's an improvisation it was an yeah. abc yeah. Yeah. yeah isn't that impressive because we would have thought i mean we would have thought that was all pre-planned like honestly that's how it looked like drew was saying Wow, none of it is planned. Even the stuff that happened at at, at the uh, at the wire crossing was was it the wire the uh, the the road crossing like the stuff with Dwight you know laying on the ground and uh, and uh, you know having it, that wasn't planned you know even the stuff with Danny Amendola right. that was cut out with Danny Amendola had to do the bear crawls with Dwight and the other stuff that happened there at the canyon none of that was planned you know it was yeah it just you give us the material. And and we just make make a cake with, you know. And Susan wow. and Susan wanted wanted us to review uh, Jamie Lynn Spears' experience on that day one when you guys gave her. There's a there's a staff there's a recruit that's responsible for communicating with the staff every day yeah. and, and also running the food and running the toilets and everything. And she was number one and was given no instruction. No she had to just figure out yeah. what it was. Mm -hmm. And I I just thought she was really impressed. The look on her face when she found out she was in charge. She's like, yes. Off, and then she kind of went, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, don't know. I guess I'll well, because, yeah. I guess I can do this. Well, because remember, she was hoarse, she had no voice. And I remember her saying, Of all I people, know. they gave me this on day one, and I can't talk. I mean, she, the poor yeah. thing, she was uh, like, it, it, They did not put that. Yeah. I, I feel it's another thing they missed on TV because it was yeah, actually same. super comical. With was her standing yeah. at the rock going, Yes, yes, and Remy, I think. It, it was you, Remy, I think, that came out and said, um, you know, if if you can't talk, you have to put your big girl pants on and find somebody who can yes, talk yes. for you. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I was there with you. I we were weighing, I think yeah. we were weighing our packs or we're something. We were sand. weighing our packs, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Which is another like, thing that no issue out. was made of that. For us, that was a really big deal on that day. We're trying to get yes. our packs the right weight and the water situated yeah. and it was all in, that it stuff was in that we kilograms couldn't really figure and not out. Pounds. We, remember right, we had, we had all this problem. What's the conversion? I was like, it's 2.2. <laughs> Someone looked at me and said, are you positive? I said, 100% positive. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, all that, so there funny. was just so but, much. 
But so, and, and Jamie Lynn is the one. So, so when I was just, I'm going to say it just so I've said it because I'm so appreciative to her. She, when I was, I was really out of it neurologically and she's the one that dragged me in. I, I wanted to hide that. I was trying to hide it from everybody and people yeah, kept yeah. going, are you okay? Are you okay? And I, yeah, Kate and whatever. Yeah. And, um, same, and, same and with me. Jamie, same. Yeah. And, and Jamie Lynn is the one that then grabbed me when you're going in, we're going to the medic. And, and I, and I yeah. don't really remember it because I was so out of it. No, she um, said, she wow. said, she saw you sitting outside and she goes he didn't look very yeah, good yeah they didn't show it on tv so she took yeah. him in yeah. and made him go in and then that was it but yeah. basically jamie lynn spears saved drew's life yeah i want a t-shirt and not, well, not and just to pay the man to pay the man t-shirt but jamie lynn saved yeah. my life i want that one well not <laughs> that that for me <laughs> Nastia did that. Oh, for yeah. Me. You he, drew. You kept saying something to me. I remember I was dry heaving over the side of that little shade thing. And Nastia yes. finally said, what, "Okay, what? so are you gonna go, or am I gonna go for you?" And I was like, yeah. "My choices. I guess I'll go. Will you go with me?" <laughs> and that's when she she made me turn myself in because I kept thinking, "Oh, it's fine." Remember, I had a headache and then I it, my neck hurt and then I was started dry heaving and no. you guys were like, "This is not good." This is not good. Yeah, yeah. no. The fear so is that you were she... having a po the the that you could have a, either a posterior mm -hmm. bleed right from hitting your head, mm -hmm. or there's this mm -hmm. syndrome. Mm -hmm. There's this syndrome mm -hmm. of essentially what used to be called foie à la joanine, which is a problem with the the, the venous circulature and the spine it can tear. And it, it all sounded bad to me. And, oh. I, and as you were getting worse, I was like, oh no, no, yeah. this is yeah. not. This is not okay. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, it painted such a picture it painted such a picture of a head or neck injury because I started dry heaving and never stupid in 110 yeah. degree weather. Never did I realize yeah. Yeah. that was dehydration setting in because they just kept saying, oh my God, also, you're so dehydrated. Yeah. But of course, starting yeah. to throw up with a suspected head injury as a nurse, I remember secretly yeah. thinking, this is not good. You yeah, need yeah. to go do something. And I was like, but I'm not done. But I was yeah. like, but this is not good. I knew like yeah. th the things it could mean. But even so, I was trying to hide yeah. it like you did. Crazy. Yeah. And I got to say, just to add to kind of touch on what you all have said, like, that's the stuff that for us as DS that we really like, I didn't, because we don't know what's going on in the tent. We don't have eyes on what's yeah. going on in the tent, the bathrooms, the yeah. galley where you, where you all eat and all that when you're in the vehicles. We don't see any of that. We don't hear any of that. Right. We don't know any of that stuff. So watching the show, it's it, it's it's an experience for us because when then we're able to say, oh, that's what happened. That's how Doctor Drew ended up going to the medical, and that's what happened with Kate. And that's and you know, so we're able to see all of that, you know, and, it, and it's really eye opening for us, and uh, and, yeah, and in I, some I ways bet, also yeah. confirms some things that we were thinking. We're like, oh, we, you know, so um, thank you yeah. for not crossing off Drew's face like you did to Kate, though. <laughs> yeah, we were all sitting there watching. We go, we get a cross off your face now. Yeah. I was really traumatized by that. I have to say, I was really traumatized by that. My kid and my kids gasped when that happened. I was like, oh, yeah. mental picture. I'll never be able to erase oh, it. That was yeah, it's that real. was pretty hard. Oh, so you were gonna see yeah. that happen to a lot more recruiters. There's a lot more recruits that are gonna get X. So uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot more X is coming. Yeah. So, so I want Drew to paint the picture, and maybe Kate can embellish the ride to the hospital. Oh my gosh! Oh, I had a different ride. <laughs> I had a different ride than Kate. Well, I, I want. I promise I will get to that first. Remy, sketch your story because I don't know. Think Kate knows it. And I think the audience needs to hear it too. Just you can do abbreviated version, but your your story is yeah, so yeah. incredible. You got yeah, like I want to know. I know, and I'll, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be super. I'll be super Remy. short. In short, I uh, was born in Africa. My dad was super rich. 
wealthy Nigerian engineer, philanthropist, royalty. He's a Yoruba. My last name, Adeleke, actually means the crown is supreme. Um, Ade Remy actually means the crown has appeased me. So I was born into a lot of rich and wealth. Uh, long story short, N Nigerian government pretty much uh, took all my dad's assets. He died days later. We went from rich to poor. Mom moved my brother and I to the Bronx, New York. Grew up in a, in, in a not nice, so nice area. Got involved in the selling drugs in my teen years and doing other crazy stuff. Ended up, you know, having to join the military because I had no other choice. Had warrants out for my arrest. My recruiter got my record expunged, snuck me into the Navy. And that's when I decided Wait, stop, I wanted stop. to Stop, stop. I got to tell a little more. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Dude. This <laughs> piece there, I got to put a letter. <laughs> yeah, you really abbreviated too much. He, he saw yeah. a movie about the Navy SEALs and said, I want to do that went to a recruiting <gasps> office and the recruiter essentially said, A, you don't swim. B, you have two outstanding <laughs> felonies in two different states. How are we supposed to? And she walked him into the courtrooms in New Jersey and New York. I want to pay this woman proper respect because yeah. I know you had deep yeah. love for her, Remy. And got the, got the judge to say, we'll give you a chance on this one. He taught himself <gasps> to swim. He went through the Navy SEAL training, failed the first time, passed the second yeah. time, and then became an intelligence officer. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. That's good. That's good. Yep. Oh my gosh. Right. Do you, yeah. Please tell me you've written about this. Yeah, yeah. My book is actually right here. Uh, uh, Chameleon, right? Uh, Transformed. I, I still can't uh, see you. Tell me the name of it. Drop it down a little uh, bit. There you go. I'm oh, sorry. It's called Transform. And uh, wow. it just got picked up to be a movie. I can't I, we're, we're going to do a big announcement in the next few weeks or so with a big we got great. we got a lot of so big people attached story. to it. It's going to be a big movie. Holy cow, yeah. Remy! That is a holy cow, right? Crazy story. Yeah. I'm right. blown away. Okay, yeah. I'm wow. Yeah. I'm definitely following yeah. and getting. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I just, I'm just you. so pleased to be a so, part. Yeah, <laughs> just to have been a little see, piece of a fly on the wall of your story is an honor. True. Thank you. Thank you. you. So you thank really you. live. I mean, you money where your mouth is like you're not just saying this stuff like you've lived no, no, no. it yeah, awesome. no, no. yeah 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 it's been a crazy journey it's been a crazy journey yeah. Wow. So speaking of crazy journeys, I promised uh, Susan that we would talk about our, our hospital adventure. And uh, Remy, we're <laughs> going to subject you to this. So she yeah, wants me yeah, first yeah. time at the ambulance. So do you, what, what was the paramedic? There's the book. You've got a good picture of it here. What was the paramedic's name? Anybody yeah. remember? Not the woman, but the, the young man. Uh, do you remember, Remy, who the paramedic was? Um, uh, yes. Um, I just thought of it earlier today. No. It, now it's... Well, blurt it out when you think about it. But he traveled in the it ambulance was with Jamie? Dr. Jamie? No, it wasn't Jamie. It was the paramedic. It was not Jamie. the physician. It was the paramedic. Anyway, what is it? Wasn't Danny? yeah? Jamie no, was something. the other paramedic. Jamie. No, Jamie was the physician. Jamie was the doctor. Oh. Uh, right, and then there was right. an actual so male know. paramedic, and and he had to uh, because I had to go through the sand dunes to get to a road in that little ambulance. He had to lie mm -hmm. on top of me to keep me from flying off the gurney. That's how <laughs> that's how crazy the ride was yeah. through the, through the desert. And, and Wait, Drew, each, I have a question got, for you. Yeah. Was yeah. your ambulance the same as mine? You saw my ambulance on the I show. Think was so. it like that? I think so. Because we yeah, tried to describe thing, our yeah. ambulances. 
And I didn't know what yeah. mine looked like on the outside. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so, okay, keep going. Sorry, I had to know that. I, I think that's, I couldn't that tell. I was so thing. out of it, I really couldn't tell. I just know it was tiny on the inside and that uh, this young man was lying on top of me <laughs> to keep me from flying up the thing. And there were military stops along the way. We kept getting these military officers throwing the whole thing open and shining lights. On my, and pe and the, the staff would run out of the ambulance and say, don't look them in the eyes. I go, what? What are you, what's happening? I have no idea what's going on. Finally, we get to the hospital, wow. and the paramedic was still with me, and I begged him not to leave because it was it was kind of I just yeah, couldn't same. figure out my head was not my same. head was not working, and um, got into my room next to Kate in the ICU at the military hospital in the King's Wing. Right, we were in sort of the King's Wing thing. Oh yes, and we were I in the off. important people wing. Yeah, and I immediately threw my clothes off, and that was it for me saying nurses. Uh, once I had my clothes off, the nurses wouldn't come back in my room, which was fascinating, or at least rarely would come back <laughs> in my room. Uh, they didn't have IV pumps. They just had the little rollers mm -hmm. from back in the day, so, mm -hmm. so I managed mm -hmm. my own fluids. And I knew I needed a lot of fluid, and I was sort of watching what they were doing with the sodium content of the, of the bags. And it took me five liters before I could stand up again. So five liters of IV fluid That's before I could crazy. really stand up. Isn't that wild? Uh, mm, and wow. I and I was kind of going in and out neurologically, and I'd wake up and and uh, my blood, but the bag would be empty and blood would be all the way back into the IV bag. And I'd be like, can same. you guys at least change my IV bags? Could you have the same thing, Kate? Same. That, that was yep, crazy same. to me. That was super crazy. Yep, same. That they weren't Very even watching the IV bags. No, that that yeah. Well, it could it could. Um, I mean. You're, you could lose your sight. Clots, I mean, it just goes infection, back through and it's like yeah. infection, yeah. everything. And I, yep, same with yeah. me. Yeah. So I was watching that. Yikes. Yeah. It was, uh, it, 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 it was hard to sleep, even though we were so tired. I was also very dehydrated, obviously not as dehydrated as you, but it was hard to sleep because they would come in and I'd have to know what they were doing because just even being a nurse, I was like, what are you doing to me? What are you giving me? They come in and just push stuff and I had no idea what they're yeah. giving me. Like, yeah. They would they, just they come gave in me and a do crazy. They they gave me a crazy concoction of ticarcillin with this this crazy anti-pseudomodal antibiotic. I'm like, why are you giving this to me? It's protocol in the ICU. I'm thinking, really? That's how you get resistant bacteria in your ICU. Yes, I, exactly. I'm going to be a carrier. And and I was like, I, I by that point, I've been fighting all night with the surgical residents. Yeah. You're on a surgical ward, and the residents yes. keep coming in and wanted to take me to the operating room. They wanted to take out part of my <gasps> colon because they were convinced my problem was diverticulitis. Yikes! And I was like, I, mm. I'm not going. No. And I was like, I think they wanted a kidney. And then Susan, after your movie, Remy, <laughs> Susan became convinced yeah. that it was. Organ harvesting, <laughs> but the, but the truth is, like they kept adding on treatments for me too, and they wanted to do all this crazy stuff. And um, what was the girl paramedic who I love? What was her name? Um, blonde hair. I saw her. I don't remember her name. Uh, yeah, she oh, I, her I, stuff. I love her, her name? to death, and she's. I don't. Know, uh, I I'm trying to look up her name. Hold on, I'll look it up right now. Sean, and it's Sean. awful. Like. Charlotte, Dr. Charlotte, she was so awesome. Yeah. And she literally stayed with me and was arguing with them because they wanted to do, I can't remember because I was in and out of it, but they wanted to do all this crazy stuff to me too. And she literally went to bat for me. I could hear her in the room. No, no. And very politely, we are not going to do that. Nope. I'm sorry. We are not going wow. to do that. Yeah. And they were yeah, convinced it, that it, someone literally convinced all night till the next morning that someone pushed me out of a helicopter. They could not understand that I willingly jumped out and became injured. 
she was like, they were like going crazy thinking someone had done this to me on purpose. And she was like, no, (laughs) no. I I heard that by the time on, I heard that by the time Montel got there, they were going, they were going, what are you, is this a military operation? What are you, what are you doing (laughs) to these people? (laughs) 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 And by the time I think, by the time it got to Montel, they were starting to catch on. Like they were starting to say, okay, how many more people are coming? (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Right, right, That's true. Because they didn't know, but I was the first one. So she stood there for hours arguing. Yeah, yeah, they, they got more. Did. They got more eventually. We can't talk about that yet, but we will. We'll, we'll, but, but, uh, yeah, more were coming. So, and, and then Kate and I, they eventually convinced me to go downstairs to get a chest x ray and an abdominal ultrasound, neither of which I need. And I went down there and it, it looked like a TB ward. And I thought, oh, well, this is how I get tuberculosis oh or COVID. And then lo and behold, yeah. Kate was down mm. there getting scanned and she got COVID. Yep. Yeah. I was. I think we got out on Tuesday, Drew, and then we flew home. Yep. I think we both flew home Thursday, or did you go Wednesday night? Yep. No, you... no, I think it was Thursday. Anyway, was Thursday, Thursday on the way, I tested negative, obviously, because we had to test coming back. I tested negative for COVID that morning, and my stomach like was upset and whatever. I was like, well, I haven't eaten in two days, because that's another thing. They don't feed you in hospitals over there. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I yeah, I'll I was like, blankets. my pants were falling down until I came back. But um, anyway, I... Um, <laughs> So I was going, heading home and on the flight, on the way home, the first flight, I was sicker than I have ever been in my whole life. And I ended up having three flights. The third one was delayed and it was a nightmare coming home, but definitely COVID. I mean, that is exactly where I got it without a doubt. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was adding insult to, I mean, nobody was masked. Drew, do you remember, do you remember there was this, I don't know why this sticks with me, I guess, because I'm a nurse in this country, but there was like, they pushed me down there for three different scans or three different treatments. And there was like yeah. just vomit in the middle of a hallway. It was orange. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can still see it. It was oh my trash can. Tons of vomit. And people just walked around it. And it was just there. Yeah. Like no one was coming to clean it, it up. It, and it, that's it, when it, I was I, like. I trained. Yeah. I, I trained in a county hospital. And it was it was very familiar to me. It just felt like in the old county days when I was a medical student but in residence. Like, so the, but, but I also so knew how much infectious for, disease flew around yeah. there. So Drew gets to finish with the with the part where the the head surgeon comes in or the head Yeah, doctor. so the so both Case <laughs> and I had every we had all these residents yeah. and we had attendings. And the attendings were me in the middle of the night were wearing full military garb, big brass nut yep. epaulette, brass yeah, yeah. beret. Yeah. It's scary yeah. guys. Yep. And in the morning yeah. the the medicine people finally saw me. And he starts lecturing me, this guy with the uniform. There are these things called electrolytes, and you needed more electrolytes. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, let me get out of here. And, 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 and then they started talking in Arabic, and I heard the word CPK. And, and I was all night trying to figure out why I got so sick so fast. And, and you don't know this, but I had a calf injury going into the, the camp. Yeah. And I thought, God, maybe I had rhabdomyolysis or something in that calf and really didn't know it. And um, so when they said CPK, I went, hey, did you measure my CPK? And he looked at me stunned and he goes, no. And I go, mm, I was trying to figure out why I got so sick. Maybe I had rhabdomyolysis or something. Yeah. He goes, and there were a bunch of residents in the room. And he goes, yeah. my patient knows my job. He knows what rhabdomyolysis is. <laughs> the patient's going to oh, ask me God. about CPK. And I thought, oh, oh my God. God, I have to get out of here. <laughs> I have to get out yeah. of here right now. And yeah. that's when you and I got out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's and- all. 
And the other thing was the fact that, so I literally, not to like detract from that, but I have a genuine question because I was there for two days and they did not feed us. Do they, like, do your family in, in other countries, does your family bring you food? Like, like I'm being serious. Like, is that like a I, thing? I don't know. Because Drew, you I don't know. I, either, I couldn't get you? a blanket. I asked for, I got cold at one point or oh, I got chilled right. or something and I asked for a blanket. I got it for a blanket and they go, you need to adapt. And, and no blanket. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I need to adapt. But I, I you yes. would have been proud of Miami. They, they continued, they continued the suffering. Then the mind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, you know, that, you know, hey, that was a, that was a prank. That was part of the program. Those were undercover DS, <laughs> and we were just continuing the course for you to see so how you were far gonna, we go. Right. <laughs> You were going to starve us and subject us to unnecessary surgeries and procedures. Just so you know. Okay, got you. Yeah. My wife, hey, Susan, insisted that she, she <laughs> insisted that that was the case. She also believes to this moment that there must have been cameras, in, cameras. Those, hammers in those rooms. So there we go. Su well, Susan had it right. There's an, you guys, episode, there's an episode in and of itself then. <laughs> Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Oh yeah, I know. But listen, guys, I, I we got to wrap this up. I really appreciate you coming in and chatting it up after the show. I, I want to thank you, Remy, for not just everything you do for everyone else, but what you did for us yeah. out there. It yes. was and it, none of us regret a minute of it. Every single one no. of it feels like we were we were enhanced by this experience, and we left with these great relationships. And hopefully, we can share it with the world and make a difference. So. Kate, thanks for coming in today. Uh, again, Thank Kate you. and I got Kate and I got got bonded through our our bond in suffering was in the hospital, and then the next day we spent yeah, the whole yeah, day yeah. kind of debriefing each other, you know, talking through yeah, the medical really part helpful. of the yeah, yeah. RN. So thank you, Drew. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Remy awesome. will come back soon. Yeah, thank you, Doctor Drew. Have a special episode. Thank you, man. And I, I, we want to have yeah. a special another special yeah. episode with you, Remy, about trafficking as well as maybe pop in for uh, some future yeah. uh, tell-alls. And Kate, yeah, we'll if you're out, uh, out here, out. you we'll work it out. And, and Kate, Kate, you come see us. And it, right. yeah, go ahead, Grammy. I would love to. I was gonna say, uh, Kate, thank you so much. It was such a blessing working with you and uh, meeting you. And uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure kicking it with you today on this live stream with good old Doctor Drew. Same, right? Right, let, let, right let, back let, at Remy, you, Remy. I really like? appreciate you. Yeah, we. I know what Kate got out of this because I got the same thing. What What's it like for you hearing us talk like this? What What is this? Oh yeah, was that experience for you? Now it's awesome because uh, you know I was able to see uh, at the see you both at the beginning stages of the process, and then just to see you know, happier and having gotten something out of the course, and you know, especially even after watching the show, you know, that's that's so cool to see. So it's a it's a blessing. And I feel like I bonded. And even with the last series that I did in the UK, I had got a message from one of the civilian recruits from the UK show this morning. And, and it's mm -hmm. a bond, just as you all grow, um, create a bond within your group. Like we as DS, we create bonds with you all and want to stay in touch with you all and wow. see how your lives progress and, and so on and so forth. All right. It's been a blessing. Well, then that's, that's what we'll awesome. do. That's what the, we're going to do. Yep. That's what we do. The gauntlet is down. That's Guys, thank you so much. And we'll talk, yeah. we'll talk soon. Thank and you guys. We will see you, uh, Much love. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. That's for sure. Yeah. We will see you on Tuesday. I'll be speaking with uh, a Chinese scientist who had some interesting observations. This is uh, a show dedicated to Susan, who has some concerns about that. Oh, stop telling for, uh, you! You booked the guest. But this she's be, she's a real serious scientist. It's be very I know. I'm just going to listen. I'm not going to. Uh, there we are. Make we also have Dr. Paul Alexander on January 11th, and Ryan Cole coming back on February 1st. And uh, we had somebody on Twitch today that. 
has watched for years uh, and sort of had to tone out a little bit mm. Mahjong because they said that they're a little tired of COVID talk. But thanks for coming back and watching. And we'll always try to, you know, open up new conversations as well. And maybe Thursdays, we should do more Tuesdays special forces stuff on Thursday. Is that well, true? yeah, I'm I'm Good. hoping that we'll be able to connect with all your castmates once they're taken off. We're not allowed to really no spoiler alerts, but um, I think the series is going to be very popular, and I think that you need to show the bond that you have with all these people. We'll do it. Excellent. All right, everybody. We will see you on Tuesday. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Mm -hmm.